Hey, this is KGNU Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. My name is Indra. I'm very happy to have in the studio with me today the Annie Booth Quartet. <laughs> what do you guys call yourselves? The, That's great. Okay. Annie Booth Quartet. Okay, great. great. Um, so why don't we do a quick round robin of everyone's names and what instrument you play and maybe where you're from, and then we'll get into some music. Perfect. Let's start with you, Annie. Uh, my name's Annie Booth, and I'm a pianist and composer, and I'm from Denver, Colorado. Great. Hi, I'm Alejandro Castaño, and I'm from uh, Denver, playing drums today. My name is Patrick McDevitt, and I'm from Parker, Colorado. Catherine Radakovich, I sing, and I'm originally from a small town in northern Idaho called Lewiston. Nice. And Patrick plays the bass, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is wonderful. Um, so great. What do you guys have for us first, musically? Well, we are going to start something off with um, just the trio. And this is an original composition of mine called Jolly Beach. Great. This is the Andy Booth Trio on KGNU.
Scott from the Annie Booth Trio. Thank you, guys. That was beautiful. Really wonderful stuff. So, Annie, you wrote that tune? I did, yes. Wonderful. Um, I have to say it's super inspiring and great to see a jazz trio led by a female. Oh, thank you. It is rare. <laughs> it does not happen very often, it which doesn't. I, I want to ask more about in a bit. But um, I'd love to know how you guys came together as a group. How did you meet each other? How did this um, musical configuration form? Yeah, so um, Patrick and Alejandro and I have been friends for a really long time. Uh, we first met as high schoolers uh, playing music in the Colorado Conservatory for the Jazz Arts, yeah. amazing nonprofit um, here in Boulder and in Denver. And uh, so we all went to different high schools, but we met and we're playing music. And then really, I think our friendship and our musical friendship took off when we were all at CU Boulder and uh, we were all studying up there, studying jazz. And we would just get together um, like late at night and practice and want to get better as as friends and hang out and jam and we kind of really developed a bond then and and it's just kind of been with us ever since and so they're you know they're two of my best friends and and uh we just have a really strong musical connection too which is really special yeah that's awesome and um really inspiring to see people who are from the area um who studied here, you guys all studied in Colorado and then stayed here. So a lot of jazz musicians will go to bigger cities or other places like that. Um, I don't know if it was your experience in the music program at CU. Did people typically stick around? Did they go other places or, or are you guys unique in that way? I think in some ways we are a little unique that we've, uh, we've kind of been committed to staying here in Denver and, um, and I think it's been a really nice advantage for us because we've had so many great performance opportunities here in Denver. And, you know, as the whole state of Colorado is just kind of booming right now, yeah. there's more venues opening up, there's more clubs, there's more opportunities for musicians. Um, so we've been keeping really, really busy as freelancers. All, all three of us are, you know, professional musicians full time, no, yeah. no day gigs. And so for me, that I think that's really special um, to be able to stay in my community. And then also, you know, we, we tour around the country um so we've been able to play in a lot of different other cities as well and meet new people that way yeah that's wonderful um so let's talk a little bit about what's coming up at the dairy um on march 14th which is a wednesday um you're going to be performing a piece called flowers of evil yes. <laughs> which <laughs> is a pretty heavy title but um, yeah. so i was just reading a little bit about it it's based on the poetry of a french poet 19th century poet charles baudelaire yeah that's correct um so tell me about this project. It's yeah. so interesting. It's pretty out there. So um, so while I was a student at the University of Colorado, um, I studied French. I got a minor in French in addition to my major in music. And um, I took this class, 19th century French literature, and kind of dove into Charles Baudelaire. And something about it just really struck me. Like, it's really dark poetry, <laughs> but it's really beautiful at the same time. And so it kind of has this duality that I just thought was so interesting. And even back then, as a... Uh, 21 year old I uh I set one of his poems to music um for my senior recital and I just liked the idea of 
using music the same way that he used words and stories and and trying to create that duality that like beauty and that darkness in music it's not usually my tendency <laughs> um, you know I like to write happy music I like to write um, music that's fun and and so this was something that's been on my mind forever and I just kind of finally just uh, <laughs> dove into it so last year I went up to the Banff Center in Banff Alberta in Canada nice. and spent two weeks in kind of solitude just writing this piece and getting the ball rolling and I wanted to use a lot of colors so that's why it's going to be a 10-piece ensemble yes wow. which is really cool it's um and it's an ensemble I've never really written for this is my first time with strings so I have um, violin and cello and that adds just so much beauty and so much color for me as a composer but I also have brass I have uh, trumpet and trombone and then woodwinds um yeah. so from flute to bass clarinet I have yeah. um, a couple of people doubling so and then I have these wonderful uh musicians in my trio joining me and um, a vocalist who you'll hear in a little bit, Catherine Rodakovich. So yeah. it's just, I've set six of these poems to uh, to music and, and half are English and then half are French. So working with some translations and almost all of them are sung. One of them spoken word, but um, it's really interesting music. And it's been a, just an amazing journey for me as a composer to dive into like yeah. a, a challenging thing for myself. Um, that's kind of originally how it just came about was I thought had this crazy idea and, and uh, just kind of dove, <laughs> dove into the challenge of it. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like writing for an orchestra with all those it different is. parts. Yeah, So absolutely. I'm assuming this is the first time you've ever done that. It is, yeah. yeah. I haven't written, I mean, I've written for big band before, but that's a, somewhat more prescribed. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of, you know, it's an ensemble where there's there's not tons of precedent for this sort of style of, of music. And it, I've call it, kind of been calling it like chamber music jazz mm-hmm. because it's um, it's not 100% jazz, but it's also <laughs> not 100% chamber music because there is improvisation. I can't, I can't let go of that because that's part of who I am yep. um, as a musician and as a composer. And I do draw from the jazz language, but it is very, very much inspired by... Um, you know, my favorite chamber music. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you'll be hearing improvisation. It's just going to be really, it's going to be a really unique thing. Yes, genre bending. We yes. like that here at KGNU. Yeah, I like that, <laughs> that word. That's it. Um, so let's hear some more music, maybe a couple more tunes, and then we'll talk a little bit more. Um, what do you have next for us? Well, um, I was thinking of bringing Catherine Radakovich, yes. vocalist, on. So we're going to do a, a little sneak peek of um, what you can expect at the Dairy Center on March 14th. We're going to do two quick um, movements of the flowers of evil. Uh, this first one is is called the owls in English. In French, it's going to be sung in French. It's called Les Ibu. And then we'll do... Um, one that I've translated into English, kind of actually with my own translation, um, and this, that one's called Beauty. So Great. we'll just kind of do both of them. All right, this is Annie Booth and Friends here <laughs> on KGNU Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins.
Annie Booth and Catherine singing for us today on KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. Catherine, um, are you trained in both jazz and classical vocal techniques? I am. I am. I studied classical technique for my undergraduate and graduate studies in Idaho and down in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And But simultaneously, I've been studying jazz since I was a little child. Um, Unexpectedly, I suppose, up in northern Idaho, they have a huge international jazz festival at the University of Idaho. It's called the Lionel Hampton International Jazz Festival. Oh, yeah, great. Um, Because they had a special relationship with Lionel Hampton back in the day when his band was touring through that area. Mm -hmm. And because of that and how much emphasis they put on jazz education in the Pacific Northwest, I got to meet with and play with and learn from jazz musicians every year since I was probably nine years old. Yeah, that's so fantastic. I mean, it's rare that you meet someone who really grows up with both traditions, Mm -hmm. studying them. Did they ever come into conflict with one another in terms of, like, technique? I've heard from singers before that they're not allowed to to sing certain styles because it will ruin their technique in another style, mm. but it doesn't seem like that's the case for you. No, in fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, I teach at Metro, I'm a jazz voice teacher there, um, and I also lead their early music ensemble, so I'm yep. doing that a lot in my teaching, but also in my singing career. Mm-hmm. And I think that good, healthy classical technique is absolutely paramount to any genre of singing, mm-hmm. and that... Doing so allows you to be a better musician in any genre. And yeah. so my jazz studies have made me a better classical singer because mm-hmm. they, the improvisation that I participate in in jazz gives me more freedom in the way that I interpret classical music. And my classical training has made me a better jazz musician because it gives me the ability to sing healthily and yeah. for long periods of time. And I don't question anything that I do with my voice in any genre. I know that I'm using it healthily and it just gives me a bigger range of yeah. not only pitches, but expression and color and all of that. That makes sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> They're very much linked. Totally. Um, so, you know, I said earlier, Annie, that it's rare that you see females kind of taking the forefront in the jazz culture, really. Um, I went to Oberlin College and Conservatory oh, yeah. back in the day, and um, of, I don't know, 150, 200 jazz students, there were only like three women that I knew in the whole program. And, um, you know, talking to them about it, it was it was difficult for them, I think, at times, kind of notice just noticing that obvious difference between them and the rest of the students they were coming up with. So I'm curious to know if that has ever how that has played into your experience as a jazz musician. Yeah, well, that's that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) So there's a few because that's that's a little bit, you know, it's typical. I think most places it's just it's unfortunately been it's just a male dominated genre Mm -hmm. and it has been for a long time so it's definitely something I think that is part of every female jazz musician's career like I think every woman who does this professionally has dealt with that issue of just being of the issue of gender and whether that's you know some some women have had more um more serious sort of encounters with that um you know there's there's discrimination that certainly exists mm-hmm. um and for me my I've actually kind of a part of my career I mean it's a part of who I am obviously <laughs> being yeah, a woman yeah. and it's a part of um the music I write and it's a part of you know my my sort of uh 
vision as for my business of, of running my, my group. And, mm-hmm. um, but a part of that career, um, something that is really important to me now is to encourage more young women to yeah. play this music. So I, I teach through, I mentioned Colorado Conservatory for the yeah. Jazz Arts, and I teach through them, and I, um, I'm also on staff there, so I'm, it's an organization that's really um, important to me. And this last fall, actually, I started an all-girls jazz camp. Um, <gasps> it was just a one-day camp. Oh, we did it up at that. CU Boulder. It was so inspiring. I was yeah. expecting there to be 10 girls to sign up. We had 25 on every instrument. Ah. bass trombone to flute to drums everything and um so you know there's not a lot I feel I can I can do about um you know just the fact that I don't have any female peers you know who are instrumentalists who are doing what I'm doing and that kind of sucks but the thing I can do is try and encourage the next generation of middle schoolers and high schoolers because those girls that's where we experience it from the beginning is in middle school and high school when we first start playing our instruments and and those the girls who might have so much talent and potential, and they love jazz, but they just feel discouraged because they feel shy or they feel embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. And so that's kind of been one of my missions um, as of late is to encourage those young women that they are more than prepared to take on um, playing jazz, you know, in front of people just as much as their um, their male peers are. So yeah, wow. yeah, it's a it's a complex, you know, it's a complex yes. issue that has many many angles. But um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it is it is rare to see a, a woman leading yeah. uh, an instrumental group. Absolutely. So I mean, just congratulations on all the great work you're doing with your group, and also Thank at you. Um, the Colorado. What's it called? Uh, Colorado Conservatory for the Jazz Arts. Yeah, that's so fantastic. I mean, it's just, I'm sure that those girls are learning so much from each other and just feeling more empowered all the time. And it's just, it's really important. So I applaud you for that work. That's really wonderful. Thank you. Um, All right. So let's hear one more song from you guys. Um, Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit more. Just final thing about your dairy performance. Awesome. And, uh, Thanks to all our listeners out there who are tuning in. If you are just joining us, we are listening to the Annie Booth Ensemble. That's perfect. <laughs> um, they are a jazz group and uh, playing some really wonderful music for us this morning. So what do you have up for us next? Well, we are going to do um, the title track from my debut album, which came out a few years ago. Um, this is called Wanderlust, and this is going to feature Patrick McDevitt on the bass up front. Great. This is KGNU.
Great stuff. Thank you, guys. This has been the Annie Booth Trio. I I keep saying the wrong thing. The Annie Booth Ensemble. <laughs> That's great. Here on KGNU. Um, let's just finish up by saying that you guys will be at the Dairy Arts Center on March 14th. Um, I believe it starts at 730. Is that That's right? right. Mm-hmm. And um, go to the Dairy Arts Center uh, website for more information. The dairy.org. Um, yeah, and you can find tickets there. Um, and it's going to be a great evening. We're going to open up with the trio, so you'll hear a little bit of, of kind of what you just heard. And then we have a very special guest, um, CU French professor, um, oh. Dr. Kieran Murphy, is going to be there to do a quick little dialogue with me about um, Charles Baudelaire and a little bit of context about it. And then we'll just kick it off with the Flowers of Evil world premiere. So, ah, that's so <laughs> exciting. Yes, world premiere. Don't want to miss that. Um, and any other things, you know, I know you perform regularly in the area. So um, how can our listeners learn more about what you're up to? Yes, absolutely. So we perform all the time around Denver and Boulder. Um, I have a website, which is AnnieBoothMusic.com. And I always keep my calendar very updated. Um, we are going to be, uh, I guess, after the big world premiere, <laughs> our next big thing will be we'll be at Dazzle on Sunday, April 8th with a special guest, amazing vocalist, Max Wellman. So we're going to be doing some stuff with him. So that would be the next thing kind of on the horizon. But um, if you check my website, we have tons of performances all over. Great. Well, thank you all so much for being here. And um, we hope to have you back in the studio very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Indra. This has been wonderful. Yes, thank you. All right. This is KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins.